0: This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday relatable and usable advice. Welcome back to Tim Stating the Obvious, and I hope you like the new intro to the show as we're always seeking ways to improve. Comment and let me know what you think. In this episode, we're going to talk about toxic leadership, what it is, what it's not, and lastly, how to deal with a boss that is toxic. I'm going to take a quick break and make a couple of announcements first thank you to those of you who have checked out our podcast if you haven't subscribed to our podcast please do so it only takes a couple of seconds in fact you can do it right now while you're listening We have an increase in our YouTube visits, so please subscribe there. If you're listening to us on YouTube, you can just click the subscribe button and smash the bell icon so you know when your next episode is. If you comment on either iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean, we will read it on the show, and thank you for engaging with us. Please share this podcast with one or two people who you think may like this show. If you have a friend in mind who is like, hey, you know what, you can use something and put in your your kit bag for later, then that would be awesome if you shared this show. And those of you who have shared the show, I really appreciate you doing so because it helps grow our audience and also helps get the message out there that people could use to get better leadership in the workplace or in your own daily life. So thank you for sharing and thank you for those of you leaders who do what you do every single day. It's hard. It's an unappreciated job. But without you doing the hard work and the hard calls and making the tough decisions, things in your organization wouldn't get done. So thank you for doing what you do. So over the past couple weeks, I've had been shown recommended articles about narcissistic leaders, toxic leaders, and just plain old bad ones. Even at work, I had to battle the perception of a toxic leader. Not for me, but for someone in my immediate organization who needed to have um, a talk with just to bring some perspectives to his mind based or, or her mind based on some initial feedback that I had been receiving. On our Facebook page this week, I posted two pictures. The first one was characteristic of transactional leadership and transformational leaders and how they fit into the model that employees get evaluated in my own organization. I really thought about what the organization was looking at, was it looking at the right things and was it putting emphasis on the right aspects that related to the best leadership style? And not only was it the right leadership style, but was it the right leadership choices to be looking at those areas to get the best performance out of employees? The second picture that we posted was one of a pendulum or scale of toxic leadership. So you could do a quick self-evaluation to either improve your own leadership style or keep on doing the great work that you're doing by, you know, fostering a positive work environment. As we look at the two different charts, it's important to note that we define three different things. The first thing is that we have to define what a transformational leader leader is or what the transformational leadership style is. And that is a person who inspires positive changes in those who follow them. Generally energetic, enthusiastic, and they're passionate about what they do and the organizations they work in. They are involved in the process and care about everyone on the team and everybody's individual successes. They make individual tailored leadership decisions based on each individual in the group to get the best work out of everybody for the benefit of the group. Now, a transactional leader, on the other hand, is more of your overbearing traditional managerial folks. These are people who are focused on supervision and group performance. They focus on reward and punishment systems to motivate people. So if you do well, you get a reward. If you don't well, you get if you don't do well, then you get you get punished. Now, I'm not saying that a transactional leader is bad. There's a time and a place for transactional leadership, and there's a time and a place for transformational leadership. Of course, people want to aspire to the transformational leadership style, but just because you use one of those two styles does not make you a toxic leader. Toxic leaders are not necessarily toxic people. Out of my entire career of being in leadership positions, I've only really encountered, let's say two people who are actually toxic leaders. And so let's define it real quick. And then we'll go into, you know, a little bit of actually no kidding real world scenario about actually what happened in both of these scenarios. A toxic leader can be defined as a self-centered attitude person who is only personally motivated and has behaviors that has an adverse effect on the work that people do and it hinders their performance due to the stress that the leader puts on them so if you look at the graphic that i have displayed you'll take a notice that it says high demand on people versus your own individual motivations and the key cause of that is because maybe that leader lacks competency but we'll get into that a little bit later Toxic leaders are also those who have an inflated self-worth image. They think they're more important than they really are, and they think that their own piece of the pie is more important than what it really is. They like to intimidate people. They deceive people. They coerce people. They punish others to get what they want. And lastly, they're short-sighted, and they lack the vision for the bigger picture. So they only care about the short-term goals because they think short-term successes lead to long-term successes, and therefore, if they only focus on the short-term goals... They missed the bigger picture. Let's talk about two no-kidding real-world examples. One leader was at first, you know, when you talk to that person on an individual basis, they're articulate, they sound intelligent, they've obviously progressed, so that means they've done the right things, they've had the right jobs, they know the right things to say. And on a one-on-one basis, they weren't bad people. They had great intentions, you know, they they had great goals and motivations, but the way somewhere along the line they got skewed in their vision of leadership that if they were not overbearing and kept their thumb and pushed people down and berated people and made people feel it you know that they were less competent than they were and made people feel less worthy then they weren't motivating people to do the right thing this person thought that what they were doing was actually beneficial by demanding more of somebody else than what was actually there. But in reality, what was happening is people were shutting down. They didn't want to talk to this person. In fact, people tried to transfer out of the organization, and in many facts, they did. It got so bad that this person received two letters from their superiors that stated that they were not performing at the way that they should be and that they needed to readjust their leadership style. And this these letters actually went into their permanent uh, file as well, which was not good for their career. Now, they honestly thought that what they were doing was the right thing. They saw a decline in performance on their team. So they increased the pressure and the demand thinking, well, pressure produces diamonds. So if I increase the pressure, then the better they're going to produce when in fact, the reverse was happening the more stress that they put on the demands of the individuals the worse they performed because psychologically nothing they could do was good enough to make this leader happy that is what we consider a toxic leadership so when it my per individual performance cannot get any better because of the stress that a leader is putting on me that is what we call a toxic leadership environment not because i'm using a transactional leadership style where we t- tell people what they need to do and if they fail to do it well there's you you know, risk versus consequence, right? So if we do something well, then we get rewarded. Well, if we do something poorly, then we don't get rewarded poorly. So that's just a transactional leadership style, but applied in the right setting doesn't create a toxic leader. So that's why if you look at that pendulum where we have toxic leadership environment, you could actually be in the middle because you're using transactional and transformational leadership styles. You're not toxic, but you're not positive either. You're just kind of lukewarm. You're just like an average leader. You're just getting people to do stuff. But when you leave, no one's going to remember you, right? So as leaders, we think about who do we remember? We remember the really good ones, and we remember the really bad ones. All the ones in between, eh, not so much. I may remember you, I may not. Another employee may remember you, another employee may not. So take a look at that and do kind of a self-evaluation. So another example of a toxic leader is this person believed that same thing. They were doing the right thing. They demanded a lot of their individuals because this person on the opposite instead of being incompetent they were very very competent they knew more than employees did about every single step of the way because they had tons of experience however they thought that everybody had to have that same level of experience that they did even though they served longer than those who had been in their organization working for them they still demanded the same level of expertise and competence because this person wanted to perform very, very well. They wanted to move up in the organization. They came from another prestigious organization, and they thought everybody has to perform this way, and I'm going to demand it of them. Now, I'm going to caveat this. There's nothing wrong with demanding better and more from the people that you work with absolutely nothing wrong with that it's how you apply that and if you're unwavering in that and you beat people down to the point where you point out everyone's failures every single day with zero positive feedback zero room of improvement let not letting people know what they're doing right and then coaching them to get better so there's a this thing called emotional intelligence people may have heard of it people may have not but you have to learn on when to apply that you can demand a lot of people. You can have high personal ambition and still aspire people to do better, right? So every day that I show up to work, I aspire to inspire people to want to work better because they want to work better, because they want to do good. So in this instance, people showed up to work and they didn't want to do better because nothing that they did could get any better, just like the previous one. And for a lot of you, you might be, this is my work environment. Well, if this is your work environment, there's a couple things that you can do to make it better. One you can talk to the leader one-on-one. Let them know that what is happening in the workplace is not working for you. Because nine times out of 10, that leader may lack self-awareness and they don't realize that what they're doing is actually hindering the performance of the team and the performance of the individuals. And until someone brings that to their attention, they're going to continue to operate the way they've been operating. They're going to continue to do what they've been doing because they think that's what's making them successful when the flip side is actually happening. So one, if you want To change and improve your environment that you're in, talk to the leader and let them know what's not working for you. Now, I'm not saying you have to be so blunt about it. Say, hey, your leadership style is horrible or your leadership style sucks. What I'm saying is approach it Talk to the person on the side, not in front of everybody, and let them know that you would like to get some more positive feedback because even though you are trying and you may be falling short on their expectations, you want to get there. But the way that the interaction is between the two of you isn't working and that your performance is actually getting worse because of the way you're being treated. If you leave it at that and have a conversation... Two things will happen. If he's a good leader or she's a good leader, she's going to take it and she's going to do some self, self-reflection. self All good leaders self-reflect all the time. They're continuously trying to improve and get better. So if they're a good leader, they're going to listen. They're going to evaluate their situation. They're going to think about what they could have done better and they could accommodate your needs because transformational leaders make individual concessions for individual people to get them to perform better. Doesn't mean my demands or my expectations of you have changed. What changes is the way I go about getting that person to do those things. The second thing you can do is you can actually uh, talk to that person's boss, right? So if you talk to that person, nothing's happening, you can talk to that person's boss and then you can say, hey, I'm not trying to complain about this person too much, but the environment I'm in doesn't work for me. A lot of people will not do this because they're afraid of political ramifications. They're afraid of you know backlash in the office and they're afraid of what their immediate boss is going to do. But if you stay silent, you're going to suffer in silence. No one is going to make a change or try to help you if you don't advocate for yourself. This is in everything that we do in life. If you don't like something, you have to do something to change it. Oftentimes, people don't know that they're doing something wrong. Now, I think What I'm hearing right now, everyone, what are you talking about? How do they not know that they're doing something wrong? Put yourself in their position. How many times do you do something with good intentions, the right mindset to do something positive and what you're thinking and that you're doing is the right thing. But in reality, it turns out to be just the opposite. Now, that's just you apply this on the flip side. That person may have one, two or nine or ten people who directly reports that person they know how. Maybe they lack education. Maybe they lack experience. Maybe they lack, they lack emotional intelligence in the in the way to branch out. Maybe they just lack the ability to be a leader. Not everybody is cut out to lead. Some people have to follow and that's okay. But if you're going to lead, you need to know what type of leadership style is good for you. So I, I challenge you to take a look at the two charts that I posted this week and really think about how the transformational characteristics apply to the areas in your organization that people are looking at. And does your organization really, are they focusing on the right things? Because in many times what an organization is focusing on and they think, hey, these are the characteristics we want to see out of leaders. So we're going to say that this is important. And what's actually happening is they're turning Than environment toxic because they're forcing leaders to be more transactional. They're forcing people to be more managerial instead of transformational. And that may be intentional by design, depending on the organization. Like I said, there's a time and a place for transactional leadership and transformational leadership. But what we also have to recognize is we don't want to create a toxic work environment. We want people to want to come to work every day. We want people to enjoy the environment that they're doing. I get so much joy out of showing up to work knowing that the people that I work with generally enjoy being there and they try their hardest every single day because they know that no matter what happens, whether it's good or whether it's bad, we learn from failure. We don't punish failure and we move forward to get better. And because of that, I think they actually work harder. They know that they're not going to be berated. They know that, you know, honest mistakes are overwritten and we can move forward and learn from our mistakes because that's how we get better. No one in life goes through it without making mistakes. Now I could talk on and on about this topic, but we're going to wrap it up here. For two reasons. One, I don't want to focus on just the negative aspects. Two, we need to do some self-reflection. One, as leaders, to make sure that is the work environment that we are conveying at work and trying to get towards, are we going about it the right way? And then also... If you work for someone who's like a toxic leader, you need to realize they're not doing it intentionally and they may not be aware of it. They may have learned from previous experiences that shape their behaviors that think that that behavior is okay and that that's what makes them successful. Because people have personal ambition and that's okay to have personal ambition, but it's not okay to have personal ambition at the cost of everybody else. I'd like to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Tim Stating the Obvious, where we talked about toxic leadership, transformational leadership, and transactional leadership, and how they should be used in the workplace, and that just because someone's creating a toxic work environment doesn't mean they're a toxic person or intend to be. But before we end, I would like to ask you again, please subscribe comment share this podcast and provide feedback so we can have a discussion also if you haven't visited our patreon site i would love it if you'd stop by there and check it out so you can see how you can be a part of the show and keep it going we've been running out of server space i've been having to remove some shows and add some shows and this is a way that we can keep that access open to everybody lastly i'm very interested in hearing about your stories and your experiences to keep the discussion going if there's something uh, that you want to hear about, let me know. We'll talk about it. There's nothing really off the table. The more controversial the topic, I don't mind talking about it. Why? Because if you always speak with truth and love, people may get offended. But if you're talking in truth and love, people will understand. If you don't know how to get to any of our content, ask you to check out the links below. They're there. You can click on it. You get to our Facebook page. You can get to our YouTube page and also our Podbean account. And that way, you know, you can check us out on all different ways on how you can talk to us and contribute and share information. I I really hope you enjoyed this episode and come back for another one. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.